Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We believe that this message is going to bless you and empower you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I hope you enjoy. As we're talking tonight, the message for today is the third powerful truth, and I call this message the favor of God or the grace of God. Amen. So what we are preaching tonight is not a message that you will just understand by listening to me. You will not understand just by reading the Bible. You need to listen and have revelation of what we are talking tonight. You need to read the Bible and you need to have revelation of what the Bible is saying. So maybe one time won't be enough. Maybe you got to listen to this message at least four times later for you to truly grasp and have a true understanding and meaning of these powerful truths. Amen. So as I'm telling you right now, I want you to have revelation. I don't want you to just come and listen and think that because you listen, you, you already know what you're supposed to do, how life is supposed to be. I want you to have revelation. Amen. So can you just close your eyes? Just close, just close your eyes. Let me pray for you. I want to pray that you may have revelation right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, I pray right now that while we preach this message, that as we share this message of your favor, of your grace, not by works, but just because of you, Jesus. Just because of grace, we can come today and receive all the blessings that you have for us, God. We can have your favor, the undeserved favor, the unmerited favor, not because we deserved, not because we worked, but because of you, Jesus. You have given it all to us. So I pray that tonight our youth, our church may have revelation of this truth, that we can come before you every single day, God, and just ask, and ask and receive just because we believe. Just because we believe. There's nothing else that we need to do but believe in you, Christ Jesus. Believe that Jesus is sufficient. Believe that Jesus has paid the price for me to be able to come before you today, God. I can come anytime, any day, just because of Jesus. And I pray that our church, that our youth will believe in Jesus. Not in their own efforts of pleasing you. Not in their own trials of trying to earn God's blessings. But because of Jesus, because we believe in Jesus, we can come before God today and ask whatever we wish and it will be given to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, hallelujah. So I want to start reading these verses, Romans 4, 3 to 5. And it says like this. For what does the scripture say? Abraham, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. For... for now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. Next. As, and to the one who does not work, but believes in him, who justified the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Leave that verse up there, please. So look, this verse is saying, verse 4 is saying, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly. So to begin tonight, you need to believe in this truth. Because some of us struggle, some of us struggle to believe in this. And I'll tell you, it is hard to believe sometimes. It is hard to believe that God does not justify the good people. That God does not justify the ones who deserve. That God does not justify the, one who's, the ones who read and pray and work really hard. But God justifies the ungodly. 
Can you believe in this today? Can you believe that the God of grace justifies not the ones who come and say, God, I'm here because look, I have read the Bible this week. I have prayed so much. I deserve your blessings. No, 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 no. God is saying, I, only, I, can, only, I can only justify the ungodly. Because the one who deserves, the one who thinks that they could earn, they don't need justification. They can walk and just go through heaven and just say, you know, God, I, I'm really good. Look at me. I have done everything. I have fulfilled the law. But Paul comes and says that no one is right. No one could have fulfilled the law. No one could ever have fulfilled the law. So you come today and you say, I'm just, I'm righteous before God because I earned this righteousness. God is telling you, no, you cannot receive my favor. You cannot come as the one who did not work and receive the wages because you still believe that you can be right by your own self. That you can still earn righteousness. So God is telling you, do you believe in him who justifies the ungodly? Who is the ungodly? Is the person at your job who cusses you every day? Is the one at your school who, who, who points a finger at you, who yells at you, who tells a bunch of bad things about you, who cusses you in front of everybody? These are the ungodly. Is the one who does not deserve? Is the prostitute? Is the drug addict? Is the, is the unbeliever? God is saying, I came to justify the ungodly. And his faith is counted as righteous. So look what he's saying. You know, you may come and you work really hard. Now I'm, I'm talking about the two workers, okay? The first worker is the one who comes and he says, you know, I work really hard. The uh, Verse 4, I do. I work really hard. I deserve to be paid. I deserve my wages. And the Bible is saying, for the one who works, his wages are not counted as a blessing, as grace, as favor, but as his due. So, you know, the ones who work, who, is, who, who are these people? You know, it's not the people who just, because they read the Bible, they're thinking that now they work. Just because I pray, that means I work. No, the people who work are the ones who think that they deserve the blessing. Who thinks that because of their own righteousness, because I have done good this week, I deserve God's favor. And God is saying, I'll, I'll bless you because you can even have the deserved favor of God. So let me tell you a secret. You can deserve favor from God because you pray a lot, because you read your Bible. So now you come before God and you want to claim the favor. But that's not a blessing. That's not a gift. That's not grace. That's not the undeserved favor. Now we go to the second worker and he's saying like this. And the one who does not work but believes. Can you say this? I believe. I believe not in my works. I believe not that I deserve. I don't believe that I have done good. But I believe that Jesus Christ worked in my place. You still receive the wages, the salary, the blessings, the favor of God. Not because no one worked. You receive because someone had to work in your place. And this someone, we call him Jesus Christ. So the law comes and tells you, you can deserve God's blessing. So what is the law? What is the Old Testament preaching to us? Work really hard and you will deserve God's favor. But now what is grace? And this is where we are today. This is the place which we stand is the undeserved favor of God is the unmerited favor of God is that even without working 
we come to receive. Let me, let me give you an example. You might not be understanding. But all of you guys here have a job, right? Most of you. You work, right? You work probably 9 to 5, you know, Monday to Friday. But now let's say you come, you come to your work after a month missing work. You don't even talk to your boss. You have, you, have, you have not given any accountability. You did not get coronavirus. You were just home doing nothing, relaxing and watching Netflix all day. And now after a month, a month later, you come to your job and you tell your boss, you know, I come to receive my wages, my salary. What do you think would happen to you? You know, you got to be really crazy. I would say to the point that you got to be really stupid to do that. You got to be really dumb. You will never get paid. But that's what God is saying. He's saying, you who do not deserve, you who missed a month worth of work, you can come and you still get paid. And you, you will not get paid what you deserve, but you will get paid what Jesus deserved. So maybe you think that you came one month and you worked really hard. I'll give you, you know, fr Monday to Friday, five to nine, nine, nine to five. And, and God is saying, but Jesus worked all day. 24-7, 30 days in the month. So we know how much he's getting. He's getting not two times, not three times, but maybe 10 times more of what you could get by your own. So God is saying to you tonight, don't come trying to work really hard and deserve, but just believe that Jesus was working all those days that you missed. And when you come before your boss, when you come at work today, you can receive the blessing. You can receive the favor, not because you work really hard, but because someone else worked in your place hallelujah oh jesus you are so good to us jesus only people who really know that they are loved can do this only the people who really know that they are loved they can do this only people who truly believes in the favor of god not by works but faith alone can walk in grace so only those who believe that they are truly loved by god they can come before god not working, not doing anything, and just saying, God, I'm, I'm a miserable person. I'm such a bad person. Oh, I, God, what I had done this past week, I, I'm even ashamed of telling you. And you know what God says to you? That's the most crazy thing. God is saying, what did you say, Jesus? So when you come before God, you're telling God, God, what I had done this past week is not even worth praying about and talking to you about because I have had, I had sex with this girl, with this guy. I, I, I got drunk. I got crazy. And God is looking at you and he's saying, do you believe that Jesus Christ can justify you, can forgive you? And now not only that, but now you're hidden in Christ Jesus. So now when you come before God, God is not saying you are forgiven. God is not even saying that you are forgiven. Because God is saying, what is it to forgive? Because if you are in Jesus, he's saying that he forgot all of your sins. So think about this. Let me give you an illustration. If I come to you today and I tell you, do you remember that day that I gave you $100 and you never paid me back? And you're going to say, no, I don't remember because it truly never happened. But let's say it happened. But now you come to me and you say, no, I don't remember. So for you, that never happened. In your side of the story, in your point of view, the $100 that I gave you never happened. You know, when you come to God and you say, God, I have sinned. I have done all these things. And God is saying, no, that never happened. Because God not only forgave you, but he forgot all of our sins. 
do you, do you understand this? So when you come before God right now, he's not looking at Pastor Raphael. He's not looking at João, Nuria. He's looking at Jesus. So when you pray, you say, oh, God, I have done all these things. And he's saying, Jesus, you can't do this. You're holy. You're my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus, you can't sin. You are righteous. Jesus, you can, you can be sick. You are healed. Jesus, you can, you can have any needs because I have given everything to you already. That's, that's how God looks at us today. He's not thinking of you of such a miserable person. You're such a sinner. You're such a bad person. No. In the new covenant, God sees you and he sees Jesus. He's not looking at Tulio, how miserable I am. Oh, my mind, I only, think, I only think about bad things. No. He's looking at me and he sees Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Jesus came and did all the work that was required of us. Don't think that no one worked in our place. The truth is, Jesus worked for us, and we came only to receive the blessings of his work. Today we live in grace, and we know that even if we don't work and did not do anything, God will still bless us. Oh, Jesus. You know, maybe you think I have sinned so much this past week. And the Bible is telling you, where, where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So you want to you, you wanna believe that you have grace? Just know that your sins cannot stop God. Just know that whatever you do wrong will not stop God. But God will give you more grace. God will give you more favor. God will give you more. Oh, so should I sin now? No, you don't need to sin. You just need to know that you do not deserve. If you know that you do not deserve anything... God is willing to bless you because God can only bless the ones who do not deserve. You know, but you know what happens? Because you think that you're a sinner, now you come before God and you feel condemnation. You feel like, ah, God, you know, I, I, know, I, know, I know what is going through my mind right now, God. I'm asking you for, I don't know, I'm asking you for a job, but I know that all that I want is just money to go party and do all these things. You know, God, I'm asking you for friends, but I know that all I want is just to show that other people that I have better friends. And now you feel condemnation because, you know, maybe you did something. You said something. You thought about something. Let me tell you something. God cannot bless those who are under condemnation. God cannot give grace and favor for those who are under condemnation favor cannot flow when there is shame or constant awareness of sin no matter what you have sinned or come to sin all your sins are already paid for and grace is enough to deliver you from sin are you more aware of your sin or more aware of the righteousness and the blood of Jesus so you know what is our problem sometimes is that we are more aware of the wrong things that we have done than the blood of Jesus who has washed all of our sins away. You know, the problem is we forgot that the, 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 the blood is already on the doorpost. So because we forget that the blood is in the doorpost, now we are inside of the house and we're still afraid. But those who walk in grace do not fear because they know that the blood is enough. So don't be aware of your sins, but be aware of the blood of Jesus. Because as you become more aware of the blood of Jesus, you experience Romans 8.1. That is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
that is there for now. Now is every moment, every day. No condemnation. So now you can come before God and ask. Because you're not aware of your sins and your mistakes, but you are aware of the blood of Jesus Christ who justifies you. Oh, come on, Jesus. We need your grace today, God. You know, the problem is that many Christians believe that this thing, this, this, this idea of, oh, I, 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 I'm feeling condemnation is because the Holy Spirit is telling me that I have sinned or I'm about to do something. And now you feel that this condemnation, this depression, this fear is the Holy Spirit. But this is not true. The Holy Spirit didn't come you to remind you of your sins. He came you to remind you of the love of God for you. The Holy Spirit didn't come you, didn't come to, to remind you that you are a mistake, that you have sinned against God, that you need to repent. No, the Holy Spirit came to change your mind and to tell you that you're loved, that you're righteous in Christ Jesus already. But you know, some uh, these people, they have a theology to believe. They have, they use these verses like John 16, 8, that says like this. And when the Holy Spirit comes, that's Jesus speaking, he will convict the world of sin. So now you're saying, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit will come and he's going to convict me. He's going to convince me of my sins. But that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that he came to convict who? You are not the world anymore. You are the church of God. So the Holy Spirit is not trying to convict you of, your, of sin. So it's not sins. It's sin. And of righteousness and of judgment next. And he's saying like this. Of sin because they do not believe in me. So look what he's saying in verse 9. It's not saying convict of sins, but of one single sin. What is the one single sin that you see there? Because they do not what? So what is the one single sin that won't take you to heaven? Unbelief. It's not because you have done so many wrong things. You know, some of us, we believe that in heaven, God has this place where the people who killed 20, the people who killed two, will sit and he will say, how many have you killed? And they will say, I killed two. So you go over there. That's the good place. Oh, how many people have you killed? Oh, I killed 20. Oh, you go over there because you can't be here. But that's not what happens. When, God, when you come to heaven, God is not going to ask you how many sins have you committed. He's going to ask you, do you believe? That the blood of Jesus can forgive you? Do you believe that the blood of Jesus is enough to make you righteous? Do you believe that the blood of Jesus is enough, is enough to save you? So it's not the sins that you have committed, but it's the one single sin that you were already convicted about. If you are here today, and somehow it means that you believed. So you're not thinking, oh Holy Spirit, you are convincing me of all my sins. No, the Holy Spirit is convincing the world of one single sin and is the sin of unbelief now and jesus keeps saying and he goes to verse the last verse of righteousness because i go to my father and you see me no more and my bible says and you will see me no more no longer and you will see me no longer so look what, it, what, what Jesus is saying. Because I'm in, of righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, and you will see me no more or no longer. You know what that means? That means that the disciples, when they came to Jesus, and they had sinned, they had made a mistake, like, Peter, you betrayed me? You know, they didn't see accusation. They didn't feel condemnation. You will see me no longer means you won't see my face. And when you see me, when you see my face after you had sinned, 
the only thing that you see is forgiveness, is love, is grace. So when I am on that cross and Judas betray me, Peter betray me, everyone left Jesus, the only thing that they could see is love, is grace, is life. They didn't feel condemnation. Peter didn't feel condemned. That's why he ran out of the boat after Jesus came back. Why do you think that Peter stepped out of the boat and ran towards Jesus? Because he found grace. And the only one who has grace is called Jesus Christ. So now Jesus is saying, but I'll go to the Father and you will see me no longer. So you need, you need somebody to remind you every single day that there is grace. There is grace every day for you. So the Holy Spirit is now inside of you, reminding you every single day of what Jesus was showing the disciples every single day. Oh, Peter, you betrayed me three times. Look at me. I still love you. There is still grace for you. There is still forgiveness for you. Hallelujah. Can you believe in this? Can you believe that our God is the God of grace? Can you believe that our Jesus, the Jesus of grace, the one who forgives us, the one who gives us life, the one who allows us to come before him? You know, some of us believe that after we got saved, now I need to work really hard. You know, now that I'm a disciple of God, you know, it's, it's such a, a fake, how to say this, fake advertise, false advertise. False advertisement. <laughs> come to Jesus. He's good. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to save you. Just come to church every Sunday, every Saturday. Jesus is good. And then they come to service. Oh, this Jesus is so good. What a powerful God. He healed my family. He blessed me. But now you look at them. Two Sundays later, they went back and they're drinking. They said bad words because they, just, they were just born in Christ Jesus. So they don't even know what to do. They're still growing. Now you look at them and you say, look, you were saved by grace, but now you must change yourself. You got to work really hard. And that's false advertisement. Because you come, when you walk through the doors, it's all good, it's all beautiful. But now that you're here, change yourself. Work really hard. Do this. Do that. You cannot say this. You cannot do this. You got to give your money. You, you cannot reap fruit if you do not sow first. You cannot have healing if you do not come and fast with us every single day in 21 days. And on water as well whole week. You can have a blessing. That's not how God is. That's not how Jesus is. Colossians 2.6 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So how did you receive Christ Jesus the Lord? By grace, through faith, by grace alone. There is nothing else that I need to do. I only need to believe in this amazing grace that is greater than all my works. And when you come and you believe, he's saying, why are you trying to earn what already belongs to you? Don't try to work really hard for the blessings. They are all yours already. And that's what Jesus is saying to you and I, and I today. You have received God by faith through grace. There was nothing that you could do to deserve or to earn heaven or salvation. Only by grace. So now you must walk by grace. You stop trying to earn what already belongs to you. You stop telling people that if they do, they do something wrong, they will not receive God's blessings. Let me tell you something. When somebody does something wrong about, around you, you tell them, oh, you feel accused, you're feeling bad, let me tell you a secret. Now you can receive. Now you are, you are in the proper place doing the right thing to receive. 
and believing in the right way that you do not deserve. Because you believe that you do not deserve, now you can receive grace, favor of God. Hallelujah. So favor does not mean that things will not go wrong sometimes. There are things that go out of control. And it's not because of you. Oh, because, like I'm telling you, because you do something wrong, now the world has a pandemic. You really think that that's your fault? You really think that that's God's fault? Let me tell you a secret. It's not God's fault. What have you done that you could cause such a great, crazy tribulation? That's not how God works. You know how God works? You are in the boat. A storm comes. Don't worry. I'm going to help you. I'm going to stop the wind. I'm going to stop the storm. Oh, you are in, in, in in the lion's den and you're afraid? Don't worry. I'm going to close the lion's mouth. No one is going to eat you. No one is going to touch you. You know, you're going through this tribulation right now in your personal life and you're afraid. You're just like, oh, God, maybe I did something. God is telling you, no, you have grace, you have favor. So where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Don't worry. It's not about the things that you could do, but it's about the things that I have done for you. Hallelujah. Now, I want to finish the message just talking about these two characters in the Bible. And I hope that we are able to relate and to walk just like they walked. Not because we deserve but we come before you, Jesus, even when we are in the worst moment, in the worst pit, in the worst place of our lives, we can come before you. God is the God of faith. God is saying to you and I, have faith in me. Have faith in me, the God who blesses those who do not deserve. Just believe that I am able to give you favor, to give you blessings. I'm able to change your life. I'm able to change the circumstance around you, not because of the good things that you do, but just because you believe in me. There are two people in the Bible that they are very different people. They are completely the opposite. It's a man and a woman. And one is a soldier, and the one is just, and the other one is just a woman who has nothing, really nothing. But they both come before Jesus and they speak to Jesus. And Jesus is able to say one thing about both of them, that they both have a great faith. So pay attention. You want to have a great faith that allows you to receive God's favor and God's blessings? Matthew 8, 5, Matthew 8, 5 to 8 says like this. The centurion story when he had entered Carpenter a centurion came forward to him to Jesus appealing to him saying Lord Jesus my servant is lying paralyzed at home suffering terribly and he said to him Jesus said I will come and heal him but the centurion replied Lord I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. So pay attention in the statement of the centurion. Lord, I am not worthy. I, I can tell you something, guys. You are God's children. You are loved by God. But there is one thing that you will never be is worthy. No one can be worthy of God's favor and of God's grace. 
So you got to realize this as soon as possible. And this is the statement that Jesus makes. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him. So now Jesus is saying to his followers. So these are the disciples. Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. So now I imagine me and Pastor Rafael going out to the streets, doing nothing. And this crazy guy, I'll even say, I don't know, just a, a homeless guy, crazy guy, comes to Pastor and he, and he tells Pastor, man, he doesn't even know who he is. Man, can you please help me, buy me food? I, I, you know, and I'll tell you something. We're walking the streets. I'm pretty hungry at this moment. But can you please buy me food? You know, I just want to eat something. And then Pastor says, what would you like to eat? And I'm just thinking, ah, I'll take McDonald's, you know, I'll take Chick-fil-A. And the man comes and tells, and, and tells Pastor, no, I want Outback. I want all you can eat, Ginza, Ginza, however you call it. And I'm just like, but I just want a McDonald's. I'm cool with that. It's right here. And then Pastor says, I'll take you to McDonald's. I'll take you to, to, to Outback. And then he looks at me, you can eat at McDonald's. That's how the disciples should have felt. So you are saying that in Israel, amongst your people, you have not found such a great faith? So Jesus is talking about his mom, Mary. You don't have the faith of this man. Jesus is talking about all his disciples who followed him. And funny, there is one thing that Jesus says about Peter. You of little faith. But Jesus is able to tell this man this. And only him and the other woman that I'm going to show you. You have a great faith. And now we go to the next person, the next character, which is also in Matthew 15. Matthew 15, 22, and says like this. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, have, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by demon, but he did not answer her word. Jesus literally ignored this woman. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So Jesus is saying, I was sent only for the Jew, for the Jew first. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Do you understand what Jesus is saying right now? He's saying, you are nothing but a dog. Because my children, so he's talking about the Jew, the people of Israel. They are my children, and you are nothing but a dog. Some of us would say, you know what, Jesus, I don't care. I'm leaving. You are crazy. But look what this woman says. Yes, Lord. Yes, this yes means I know. I know I don't deserve I clearly understand your statement, and I agree. I believe. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Then Jesus answered her, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Oh, Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord. We thank you so much. And we pray, Father, that we may be found in this place. 
where you call us, great is your faith. Because we understand that we do not deserve. We understand that there is nothing that we could have done to receive your blessings. Be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed. Let me tell you something. Jesus came not for those who deserve. It's not because you weren't. It's not because this past week you prayed so much. It's not because you fasted three days, four days in water this week. That now you are able to receive God's blessings. Literally, what makes you able is just the understanding and the revelation that you can never be worthy. That there is nothing that you can do to earn and deserve God's favor. Can you stand up right now? When you pray today, I want you to pray like this. I want you to say like the servants in the beginning of this message. You know, we believe in you, God. We believe in you, Jesus. So now we come to receive without working because we believe that Jesus, the Son of God, worked in our place. Father, we come before you today to receive not because we have worked, not because we deserved, not because we, we earned, but because Jesus Christ, your Son, paid for everything already. And today we can come, Jesus, and receive all your blessings. Even when we are in our worst, we can come. Because for those where sin increased, grace 